Welcome back to the Show Me How to Live Well podcast. Here's your host, Tina Williamson. Hello, friends. How are you? Welcome to The Gate. It's time to take our weekly walk. Uh, Thanks for showing up. Thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing me and more than that even, I want you to know how much I appreciate your feedback. Uh, I'm listening, I'm growing, I'm learning, and I'm wide open to making this this effort, this mission, this purpose, this hope, this prayer of show me how to live well work for just one human heart. If that, you know, you've heard me say, if if I touch just one person and it helps them, it is so worth every second that I put into this. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being real. And thank you for the feedback you gave me. So the feedback I got last week was this. I should have stopped at the social media comparison moment instead of going on and giving you examples of what happens when people have uh, shared their comparisons with me. I I received the the feedback that, Tina, you should have stopped down at the social media comparison um, part of your talk last week and talked more about what happens when we compare ourselves on social media. So here we go. That's where we're going to start our walk today. So what shoes do you have on? Are they laced up? Do they feel good? Do you feel good? Are you ready to move with me? Let's start some forward motion. Today we're going to talk about comparing ourselves on social media. We all do it. Um, Since the birth of positive psychology back in 1999, um, I mean, just an array of some of my favorite uh, psychologists have been studying the effects of social media on our view of self and, and the downward spirals that are created when we see uh, certain, you know, highlight reels, if you will, on social media, what it's doing to our self-image, what it's doing to our self-esteem. Um, depression is on the rise. And so, you know, for 25 years, basically, they have been studying this stuff. And uh, out of all the studies that I've read about, um, it you know the the research seems to be coming back that the effect is a downward spiral for most of us. Yes, on occasion we will run into those moments on our social media platforms where we are inspired and we are motivated to make some pivot pivotal changes in our behaviors, in our practices, and our disciplines to improve our lifestyles, um, whether that be emotionally, spiritually, physically, socially. Um, so the the psychology is out there. Go do some research on your own if you are um, at all, you know, deeply interested like I am in this stuff. It's fascinating. But what I want to talk about today, I'm just going to throw out some questions to you, and I need you to be brutally honest with yourself. Um And then bring these conversations at the dinner table with the people who live with you or who break bread with you on occasion. Uh, The people in your circle of influence have conversations around this. It's really 
important that we start to understand not just how much time we're spending on social media, but what effect it's having on our outlooks about ourselves and about life in general. Um, How much time do you spend every day scrolling social media on your phone? Do you have those alerts set up on, if you're an Apple user, I have it set up on my phone where it gives me um, an update daily on how much time I've spent. I average anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours a day on my phone, y'all. That's just ridiculous. I'm never going to get that time back. Now, some of that time is work. Right, I do all of my billing on my phone. I do, um, you know, all, all of my communication is via text and phone calls to clients. Um, you know, three times a week I'm doing FaceTimes with people. So some of that is absorbed, uh, th- that time is absorbed through actual work. But it's crazy to me that I am spending 14 to 18 hours a week on social media. That's just mind-blowing to me because, you know, I mean, think of all that you can do in 18 hours, right? Whew. Okay, who are you following? Have you, have you done a little deep dive on that recently? Let's just take your, your newest social platform, whatever that is. For me, it's Instagram. And, you know, on Facebook, I've been on Facebook forever. I have, uh, I have certain number of, of friends. And then on Instagram, I have a fraction of the Facebook friends because it's been, it's a newer entity, right? But even still, I'm like, I'm looking through going, have I actually talked to that person this year? Right. And just trying to do a little examination on what is my relationship to that person. Um, they're following me. Do I follow them? Right? If they're interested in me, am I interested in them? And, and stuff like that, right? Just asking simple questions about the importance of that person. You know, are, if you're like me, I get a gazillion animal uh, reels on my Instagram because they just make me happy. <laughs> they make me giggle. They make me laugh. Animals are just the purest form of unconditional love, and they are just so darn cute. So... You know, I have those, the, it's like top of my algorithm, right? But there are other things in my, in my, uh, my Insta, on my Instagram feed that I'm like, where is this person coming from? How do I know them? And I need to do a little bit deeper dive and just clean out some of this stuff because it, it's time consuming and I don't need to see all of that stuff. And some of these people, I don't know why they're, why they're following me. Um, I've never met them, right? And and not that I don't want to. I absolutely would love to. But I need to be better in charge of what I'm allowing to distract my time. You know, it's it's one thing to know what I want in my life. But I need to spend as much time on what I don't want in my life and make sure I'm not being um, dragged down or held back by negative um social media presence. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a few minutes, the the difference between negative and positive emotion. So when you're scrolling and you see a friend on vacation or someone gets a new car or a house or a job 
or let's say your child, this was me uh, recently, is spending a lot of time with her in-laws and they're having a blast and you get a feeling in your gut like, oh my God, I'm jealous. Why am I jealous? They're having a blast and I love every person in this picture or in this video. Um, but I have to self-check, right? Like what's, what is that emotion creating inside of me? Oh, they're on vacation in Greece. We were just in Greece two months ago. Now everybody looks like they're going to Greece. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like you got to follow this stuff and watch what your attitude is around what you're consuming and pay close attention to that because that is your psychology. Let me say that again. What you're allowing into your mind and the effects, the outcome that it elicits in you emotionally, that feeling response that you get is your psyche. That is your psychology manifesting itself. And what we do with that is everything. We talked about that in last week's uh, podcast about how to not get caught in that trap right, of comparison and the jealousy and the resentment and the bitterness that comes from resentment and just that heavy weight. So I'm going to ask you to do a little experiment with your life this week. And when you find yourself scrolling through social media and you're, you're landing on something that is eliciting a response from you, Pay close attention to what that emotion is. Name it. Label it. And if it is a negative emotion, answer to yourself, why is this creating a negative feeling for me? That information, you guys, is huge. It will help you figure out what's going on in your psyche. And we want to create more positive feeling than negative feeling in our life. It's kind of like when we were in COVID, you know, during the lockdown. Um, and I didn't handle that very well because I don't, I don't do well with anybody telling me that I can't. And when I was told that I had to stay home, I, that's when my warrior shows up y'all and my rebel comes out screaming and, or you could call her a four-year-old with her hands on her hips or whatever. But I was like, you're not going to make me stay home. And I kid you not, I would get in my car and just drive 285 because you told me I had to stay home. And oh, heck no, <laughs> I'm not doing what you told me to do because I do not have to stay at home if I don't want to, you know. So all of that negative that came through with the lockdown, all of the fear and the manifestation of all the things that we were being controlled by just uh, made me nuts. And so I did a really deep dive on some of this stuff. And it, it really taught me a lot about myself and how I respond to uh, authority and things that I don't want to do when I'm told I have to and how I, how I act in those spaces. Um, it, it really sent me uh, to the classroom on learning a little bit more about Tina um, so yeah, when we're scrolling through and we're consuming negative, whether it's the news on television, you know, your TV is also a screen, 
right? So when we're consuming anything via a two-dimensional screen and it elicits a negative emotion, where is that energy going? And what is it producing in you, right? So this all got kicked off. Um, this whole walk and talk conversation was kicked off by comparing ourselves to others. And it's, it's, it's hard to not uh, go down the rabbit hole of negative and positive emotion when we are comparing. Because when we're comparing ourselves to other people who seem to be doing better off than we are, um, it really is detrimental to our mental health, our self-esteem, our subjective well-being, and sometimes our body image, depending on what we're looking at, right? Um, so much research has been done on those effects. And if we're not really careful, the future generations who spend way more time on social platforms than we do... Um, we're going to have a lot of negative people on the planet, y'all, and they're going to be in charge of running this place. And it's not going to be pretty. You know, you can already see uh, some of the detrimental effects of, of our society and all, you know, I mean, so, it's so sad, but suicide is sky high. You know, I don't know what the numbers are, but more people are committing suicide because they just cannot deal. They don't have the mental bandwidth to let it go, right? I was born in the, into the generation, I turned 60 this year, where you didn't show vulnerability, you didn't show sadness, you did not cry in public. You know what, you're, if your mascara runs, you better get that waterproof stuff, girl, because if somebody sees you crying, that is a weakness, and you are going to get taken out. And it took me years, y'all, to break that codependent behavior of, no, <laughs> this is how I'm feeling, and I need to address these feelings, and I need to learn to set boundaries, and I need to learn how to be a more positive human being than a negative human being. And as a teenager, it's hard enough to get comfortable in your own body, but if you've got things going on in your life that are really, really heavy, and you're not going to deal with it, it's going to manifest itself somewhere. So if you're someone who spends more time in the negative sphere than the positive sphere, I encourage you to get some help. Reach out to me at the very least and let's have a conversation one-on-one -on -one because I've done a lot of therapy around that stuff. Um, and that leads me to what I want to talk about next. Um, when I went through, when I went to Emory to, to attain my health uh, and wellness certification, life coaching, um, I was asked to read a book called Positivity by Barbara Fredrickson. She's a PhD. And it was the most fascinating book on the planet to me. I, I was, I mean, it was in the thick of this stuff, right? And I was so hungry to learn about positivity. And in that book, um, and I, I went back to some of my old notes, she um, is a scientific uh, researcher around psychology, positive psychology specifically. And what she found 
uh, was that positivity, more positivity opens us up. It it opens the channels to creativity. And there's a, a two core truths that she found. The first core truth was that positive emotion are those emotions that open our hearts, our minds, and make us more repetitive and more creative. More creative. They've done the research. It's proven that when we have more positive thoughts than negative thoughts, we spend more time in joy. We spend more time creating uh, positive memories in our lives. Uh, our relationships are more positive. Um, we act more curious. You know, think, think about when you first fall in love with someone or you fall in like with someone or your brand new friendship. You're really, really curious around those people, right? You have lots of questions. It's a really positive thing. And it's the same with everything in our lives. When we learn to open the channels of positivity, we become more curious human beings. And in that curiosity, our mindset opens. It draws us out of that darker side of negativity. The positivity draws us out to explore, to learn, to produce, to experiment. And we actually make more accurate mental maps of the world. We have more hope in our lives. Negativity, on the other hand, holds us back. It brings us into the fear realm. We believe that we can't because we don't have enough we aren't enough. We aren't worthy, right? Um, this kind of knowledge, y'all, it's revolutionary if you'll give it a chance to work in you. So that first core truth about positivity is that it opens us up, yeah? The second core truth about positive emotion, when our hearts and minds are open, the positive emotions allow us to discover and build new skills new ties, new knowledge, and new ways of being. There's the hope. There's the courage. There's the curiosity. There's the uh, open communication, the willingness to try, right? Um, that spark, that spark of maybe, just maybe, if I try, I win, and if you win, I win. And if we win, the next layer in our circle of influence wins. And then it starts to gain momentum. Right? Whew, I don't know. I get all excited about this stuff. I've got a little bit of heart rate going right now, y'all. So let's keep walking for just a few more minutes. Um, we know that br positivity broadens and builds. Okay, that's, that's a whole theory that's been proven. Look it up, the, the broaden and build theory of positive psychology. Um, it, positivity helps transform us so that we can become our best, that we do move into a, a, a space of willingness to try. So you've heard me talk that we have three powers, and I'm going to talk more about this on a podcast in the future when, when I'm interviewing a friend. Um, but there are three kinds of power that we all have access to. It's the willpower, the won't power, and the want power. I will, I won't, and I want. 
These are all very powerful resources that we have at our disposal. And we have to learn how to use them, right? We have to learn about them so that we know how to use them effectively. All right, so we are at the 20-minute mark. Or we're coming to the end of our walk, and I want to encourage you to put some thoughts around this stuff. How much of your day is positive? When you first wake up in the morning, is it positive or is it negative? Are you excited to get up and get into your day? Are you dreading it? Are you a good boundary setter? Do you know how to give yourself enough time to explore avenues like how much time do I spend in positivity versus negativity? We'll talk more about it uh, in weeks to come. I promise it will come up again because this stuff is important. Um, I'm going to also ask you that over the course of the next week, As you experiment how much of your day you spend in positive thinking versus negative thinking, if you would take a chance and write down every day three things that you're grateful for, three things, and if you start comparing yourself, I dare you to do it right then. Because if you start comparing yourself and you're feeling a negative emotion, I promise you, you cannot stay negative if you write down three positive things that you're grateful for. I promise you it will flip that frown upside down. All right, so there you have it. Positivity versus negativity. We all want to be more optimistic, positive lights in the world, right? And so getting there is not impossible. And we all have different circumstances going on. I hear you. I know. Everybody has different hardships. We're on this walk together, and I am here to walk with you the whole way. So get in touch. Uh, shoot me some questions. Um, I'm hoping, fingers and toes crossed, that my interviews will start uh, in November. I have chill bumps, so that's God giving me a wink. I hope that that's the way this is going to go. And then the conversation will begin to expand, right, and become more compound because we're going to start pulling lives together and creating even more Me Too circles. You guys are so amazing. I hope I'm not the first or the last person to tell you that I love you. You're incredible and you are worth every moment you spend thinking about this stuff and walking with me. Um, Show Me How to Live Well is our podcast. So share it. Share it so that we can make this circle a really big, bright light that um, creates even more positive energy out there in the world. Okay, so until we meet again, my friends, be well, love on yourself, and love on those around you. All right, take care. Bye-bye.